Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production with your hosts, Bob, Mark, and Wade. This week, the menage a trois propound and astound with tales of things that go hump in the night. Sorry, that's bump in the night. The supernatural. Please gird thy loins and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Distractable Podcast. Here we discuss anything that interests us and compete to see who can bring the most captivating stories to the table. Whoever brings the most interesting story, as judged by me, will be declared the winner of the podcast and will earn the right to host next week's episode and play the role of judge. Today, I'm joined by Bob Meiskins. Oh, by the way, I'm Mark. Hi. Hello. How are you? You interrupted my intro with your intro, but that's okay. I'm here too. It's me. Okay, well, fair play then. And Wade Barnes. Hey guys, how's it going? That's good. Are you talking to us or the audience at home? Yes. Kind of an either or. It was vague okay. enough to be applicable to both to make everyone feel welcome and included. Wow, this is this is some great small talk, guys. Um, uh, <clears throat> just, keep doing the thing. Yeah, keep we keep setting it up. Good? Let's go. Yeah, okay. power I'll just move on, on immediately. Then. Okay, all right. Cool then. Uh, <clears throat> per international distractible standards, stories will be judged primarily on the content of said stories. However, bonus points may be awarded for things like creative titles, originality, how much I like that person, bribery, how much I like that person's bribe, or pretty much what? whatever I feel like because I am the judge. The theme that has been selected for my judging is the supernatural. So please give me your story title so that I may select which one will go first. My story is titled Seasons Don't Fear the Reaper, They Fear the Titties. I have to write that one down. Holy <laughs> hell, that is... Seasons Don't Fear the Reaper? They Fear the Titties. They Fear the Titties. I don't even care if that's related to the supernatural. That is a stunning Can I title. just concede without sharing my title? No, no, no. no. You <laughs> have to tell your story and you have to give your title. That's the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, mine's very original. I worked very hard on this. I spent uh -huh. days building this title. Uh, it's three words long. The best three words you'll ever hear. And I guess I'm just going to... I'm not a guy to beat around the bush. So I think I just go for it and say it. Milford Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's not bad. Accurate, I assume. No, yeah, I didn't know I was going up against Ernest Hemingway today. I thought it's I was song just song lyric. Ernest I Hemingway wishes. It. He wishes. You guys don't know that song? I don't remember that song, including the titty. You use titties to beat me, and that's cheap. It's the cowbell song. Seasons don't fear the reaper, for the wind and the sun and the. That's in that that Blue Oyster Cult song. Oh, is that what they say? Do they say seasons? I thought it was seasons don't fear the reaper. Is that not what that song lyric is? Is that what they say? Don't fear the reaper. Seasons don't fear the reaper, uh, according to the Google. <laughs> don't oh, yeah, fear the right. reaper by Blue Oyster. Huh. Yeah, that's the lyric. That's what they say. Because they fear the wind and I'm, the sun oh. and the rain because of seasons. Oh. I control okay. left and searched titty in these lyrics and I don't see it. Yeah, I was Well, it really wasn't the seasons don't fear the reaper that attracted me to that <laughs> title, if I'm going to be honest. Look, maybe my story is garbage. Maybe all I have is a title. Don't concede yet. Wait. I got a good story. I'm just saying the title, I just, you know, I, I changed one word in the title from another. I guess you took it. You used a song lyric. I stole another movie. We, we both suck, but yours is, you, you suck better than I do. That's like a real good. God, you guys are really trying to win this one. Look, who gets Jesus to go Christ. first, Mark? Let's kick this You do, Bob. Off. You get a one point. One point for you. Damn it. I thought I had this right. one. How am I going to keep track of these? Points. Just on, make some it? make some scratch marks on your I arm. I have there. a notebook. Where'd it go? Right arm Wade, left arm Bob. Oh, 
God, I'm not going to do that. Why right, would I'm you do that? Okay. That's a joke. I was stalling I'm, for you to have what? time to find your notebook, you weirdo. No, no, it's too late. We're already recording. It's rolling. People are listening. We got to go for it. So, uh, one point. Left hand, Bob? Left hand. Yeah, that's me. Okay, left hand, Bob. Okay, Bob is one point. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speeds slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, so again, the title of my story, Seasons Don't Fear the Reaper, They Fear the Titties. Ooh, damn, that's good. good. Even better the second time. So, I'm eight years old. It's the summer, no school. I'm out in the neighborhood, my friends, riding our bikes off curbs, jumping off makeshift ramps, whatever kids do with bikes, right? Mm. Having a hell of a time. And suddenly I realize with an absolute jolt of terror running through me, the sun is starting to set. It's dusk. I've been having, I had dinner, I came back out, I've been having so much fun, I lost track of time completely. And my mother has warned me that if I'm not back in the house by the time the sun is fully set, a terrible apparition is going to come after me. You invented this or your parents told you about this? My parents used this to scare me into behaving. When I remember this, I am shook all the way to my core. Hurriedly, I tell my friends, I gotta go. I don't explain it. I look panicked. They're confused. I just say, I gotta go. I turn tail, race my bike home as fast as I can, rush up the driveway, and just as the last few pixels of the sun dip under the horizon, I, I lay my bike down in the garage, run in the house. I've made it just by the skin of my teeth i've made it tonight i will not be smothered to death by the hantu tatex unbelievably huge honkers what 
Wait, whoa, wait, back up. I forgot it was about the titties. Wait a minute. Your parents made up a monster that was a giant pair of titties? Okay, I gotta say, cards on the table, this has not come from my childhood. This uh... is a, That was fictional, but the rest of this is non-fiction. The rest of this, oh. I will explain to you the legend of the Malaysian apparition known as the Hantu Tetek. Roughly translated, that name, Hantu Tetek, translates as either nipple ghost or breast ghost. Oh my god, I just... Uh huh. I looked up a picture. Well, you're kind of skipping of the... ahead in the story, but that's fine. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, sorry, sorry I, prefer, I prefer to think of her as the breast ghost I know, or the booby phantom, or the gazonga hanta, <laughs> if you will. Christ. Bonus points for every one of those. Did you make those up? I actually did. There were lots of articles with funny names. I made it a point to try and come up with my own versions of <laughs> funny boob-themed yes. boob ghost names. So those that should be original. Commitment. Yes, those are great. I do have to ask, how did you find this? Because searching nipple ghost, I got the answers I didn't want from the internet. I looked up Hantu Tetek. What did you look up? Why would you look up you nipple look ghost? Up the it wasn't name. even about nipples. Hantu Tetek. I didn't know how to spell Hantu Tetek. H-A-N-Tu space T-E-T-E-K. Hantu Tetek. And I uh, cards on the table, I found this in a cracked article titled The Seven most ridiculous ghost stories from around the world. And I read it passively while I was brainstorming ideas for this episode, but I came across this ghost and I had to tell you all about the Hantu Tetek. So just to give you the background, the legend has it, the Hantu Tetek is a female spirit apparition ghost. Some say a witch, a Balinese witch with an unimaginably enormous rack. And this ghost's purpose is only to float around and smother disobedient young men to death with her shocking bazooms. Guys might hear that and be like, all right, if I have to die. <laughs> this is not like some anime fantasy girl is gonna show up and come fulfill all your dreams or whatever. Hantu Tateks are described in a lot of ways. Generally, they're described as being very large or extremely obese, decrepit looking like deathly old woman sort of look but the real absolute banger of all of this is the hilariously large fun bags are in the spookiest location not in the front where regular boobs go they're located on the ghost's back no yes the spookiest place to have boobs, obviously. That's terrifying. Back boobs sound kind of nice to me. But anyway, this this ghost comes from Malaysian culture and actually recently had a, quite the quite the stir up in February of 2021. Had quite the come up on Twitter. The account at Bunganberry. I, I have no idea what inspired this person to do this, but they posted <laughs> some sketches of what they thought this ghost looked like, and Twitter couldn't decide if they were going to be horny about it or terrified about it. And they basically went with both. <laughs> a lot of the responses were dudes just being like, oh, how do I summon a little Hatu Tetek? Yeah, I want some of this in my... Like, and, and a lot of them were like, I would not mess with this yeah, ghost. Well, well, I mean, terrifying. if it's a ghost, like, is it really actually going to be able to physically interact with you? It, it seems to suggest it might be some sort of um, poltergeist instead of just a ghost. Yeah, I mean, it's the descriptions are vague. This is, this is an old... <laughs> It's, it comes from Malaysia. I am not Malaysian. I don't know if you can mm -hmm. tell um, from my appearance or, you know, 
all the information you know about me, but like, it's hard to find a lot online. I'll show you all of the links I found online. I will put in the Discord so you can look. Who knows how it uses the boobs to suffocate you? I don't want to find out. Being crushed to I, death is not a good- Volunteers tribute. Okay, never mind. I would deduct points <laughs> from you, We all gotta go sometime, man. If you're gonna go, you might as well enjoy it. No, that's the exact logic that the stupid people are getting. You're getting crushed to death. It doesn't matter if it's between back mams or front mams. I survived 2020, maybe I'll survive the back boobs too. You never know. It's just like, I don't get how that's an appealing death. What is an appealing death? You're getting smooshed between humongoid boobaloos. So I will say, uh, you guys, I don't know what pictures you've looked up exactly. Uh, let me find the one. This website has some good imagery that really might swing your opinion about it's not in english and i couldn't get it to translate it's from the wayback machine uh, yeah. but there are some images yeah, yeah. that i feel like might really swing your opinion about whether or not you want to get smothered to death by those big old headlights the top ones a little more childish a little cartoony mm -hmm. yeah but if yeah, you get okay. to the bottom Ooh, there uh, oh you really wow. get more to the meat of what i think a hantu to tech looks like because anime has taught us that boobs grow as like spheres or something. Perfectly spherical. We all know this. Not how boobs work. I had to break it to you. Uh, I've uh, never seen anything quite like that, though. They really are like scarves or like snakes, even. See, the problem is, like, I, I disagree fundamentally that bigger is always better when it comes to boobs. Like, uh, like, and, and to be perfectly honest, I am a, I shouldn't just be making big declaratives about judgment of boobs, you know, uh -huh. in, in general. Hey, I agree with your disagreement. I think that uh, any size can be very nice. I'm going to get myself in trouble, man. I'm a married man. Well, uh, I didn't say bigger, bigger may not be better, but I didn't say bigger was worse. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I don't, I think it, uh. Each titty deserves to be judged on its own merits. Yeah. Why do titties have to be judged? Why are you judging? Yeah. Why are they gotta be judging? They're it's it's it's, it's like uh the the they're all it's always a positive judge. Fuck fuck I'm in trouble. Go ahead. But yeah, look. So this, this is an interesting topic. It stirs a lot of different emotions about general horniness, general discussion of like death, but death in a way that's sort of comical. But like, does that make it better? The thing that I find really messed up about this saggy specter, got to work in my name. <laughs> nice, nice. At least to some extent, it comes, from my understanding, it comes from parents using this to scare their young male children into behaving oh, themselves. Yeah, right. This isn't just like some goat. Like I could totally imagine someone creative coming up with this character, some adult or whatever, someone over, you know, teenager or older coming up with this and be like, ah, big tits and stuff. Ah, it's a scary, funny ghost. This was used by adults to influence children. And like, I was a young boy once, right? And if yeah. my parents had described the giggity ghost to me as being... <laughs> very old and grotesque and scary looking with back boobies that was confusing i would probably be scared but like young boys are really horny yeah and i would definitely at least have toyed around with the idea of like how much do i misbehave <laughs> to just get a like a little threatening smoosh without actually being smothered to death like where's the line you just get slapped with one tit you know like it's 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 a tough slap but you know it's more disciplinary i just put a picture in discord of something i found about the hunt to tetek that Ooh, might man. yeah might lean a little more on the horror side Ooh. of things 
That one I definitely lean away. That 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 one would be one that would work. That's well, the worst. Yeah, yeah, when it's fifty percent nipple and yeah. Oof. If you're listening at home, you can find maybe find this on the uh, the <laughs> Distractable Podcast website. Uh, e either that or we will do a faithful recreation of it, or it won't exist at all. Also, we don't need a special license to post it. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, that doesn't look good. Sidebar: There's a whole discussion to be had of like. The sexualization of breasts in general, you know, the stigma behind it and all that stuff. But for you guys, not even the nice pictures do anything for me. I don't look no, at this creature really and I'm like, well, maybe if I saw this and I, I wasn't sure it was just a person that needed help, I would be running and screaming as fast and as loud as I possibly could. Yeah, I don't think this is exactly what I would be fantasizing about ever. I mean, I think you're right, but also like your parents describe this to you or maybe you see it and it. I think I agree. I would not see an image of any of these things in real life and be like, yeah, let's see where this goes. <laughs> Sorry, this is my last one, but I got to work it in. I would come upon this flabbergasted phantasm. That's another point right there. That's another point, yeah. And I would be absolutely shocked and running like you're describing <laughs> but in my mind like this is you know it's kind of embarrassing to think about and admit but in my mind i know i would have fantasies about this yeah. you can't throw something that like sexual and i mean it's not sexual but the boobs like at least in in the culture i came up in boobs were sexual and everything was like this weird i would twist it into a fantasy of like oh yeah that's pretty hot actually like you know mm. what that's how that's how young boys minds work and maybe part of this is that Malaysian culture is different. Maybe boobs yeah. are not as sexualized by the culture. Maybe it's a whole different thing. Maybe this is terrifying, and I just don't understand mm -hmm. it. It's possible. But yeah. I just think that would made, that would have made it some really messed up childhood like fantasies and thought experiment. It's just a weird angle to go for keeping your kids in line. There's got to be yeah. better ghosts and things to use I mean, to scare your kids into behaving right. I mean, Santa usually is the go-to, and that's not even bad at all unless you count Krampus. But you were kind of touching on something with, like, the mind of a child distorting things. I remember when I was a kid, and, uh, you know, my dad gave me the sex talk and, like, tried to explain it, you know, but I was... I think it was like 10 at the time. And so to me, one of the th parts of that whole discussion that really like made me very concerned was the idea of an erection. Like I didn't get it and I didn't understand it. So the concept of my dick just suddenly growing really worried me as if it would happen <laughs> at any moment. And I remember having these constant paranoid nightmares when I was in school being like, oh God, I hope my dick doesn't grow. But in my head... <laughs> I was imagining like it would just like fucking balloon and fill the whole room and kill everybody. And I'm like, God, please, no, I don't want that. That's such a good fear. It's like the that's fear legitimate. Of, a fear of not knowing how big your dick would get if you the first time you got an erection and just constantly yeah. be like, no, there's people. And the thing was like becoming hard wasn't explained to me. So I just thought it was just, like just gonna like swell like just like a like an air mattress or something. Just like, oh god. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, it's puberty, everyone! <laughs> I... That would be such a world. You're at the I... mall, and there's just a dad <laughs> carrying a kid, dragging a huge boulder behind him, like, it's puberty! Don't look! He'll be scarred for life! 
it didn't last long, I'll give it that. But the fact that it, like, that's where my brain went. Because I, I didn't understand anything about it. It was just like the broad strokes of the concept was brushed over. And so, I don't know. This would, <laughs> this would mess some kids up. Yeah, you I get bet. some crazy fantasy stuff or some crazy nightmare stuff. But, like, it's just a lot. It's a lot yeah. that a young boy has not dealt with. I don't know. I mean, yeah, when you're young, I suppose you would have, like, some mixed reactions. Like, would you look at something? Like, even that last picture, which is very horrifying, like... When you're young, if, if it's like, you know, one of the first pairs of boobs you've ever seen, either, you know, from the internet or in real life or just in general, like, maybe you would have quite the perplexed penis, you know? Well, you'd be like, I want to run, but also, yeah. Uh, I, I guess, but that's leaning into the whole idea that, like, you're so easily swayed in your, like, likes by just seeing... Well, may, I don't know. I don't know child psychology. Like, without having any experience of seeing, you know, movies with nudity or, like, you know, if, if it's literally, like, you're in that age and it's, like, one of the first times you encounter... Actually, yeah, wait, no, I just remember last night I heard a story about some guy who had a foot fetish and it, it apparently all stemmed from when he was younger like a teen and some girls tied him to a chair and tickled his feet and ever since then he's had like an incredible foot fetish mm. and like personally like i don't get that but i can kind of see the connection but like i was he already in defeat i don't know like i it was that like the moment or was it just like a discovery thing like oh hey Maybe this picture could awaken something in someone. I don't know. They're only ever turned on by these images. <laughs> can you bring your boobs around your back for me? <laughs> Just stretch them as much as you can. Do you mind if I put something on the TV in the background? No, go ahead. She turns around and sees that. I mean, it is complicated. Yeah. It's formative memories versus how you, you know, just assuming that you're wired a certain way and like yeah, people, yeah, people enjoy what they enjoy in terms of sexual experiences or whatever, so... Oh, yeah, I'm not judging. I don't know, man. In Malaysian culture, whoever's parents use this, maybe this took them down some roads. Maybe they learned a lot faster about themselves and the truth. There are a lot of confused cocks over there, I imagine, if this is their first interaction. Don't try and alliterate on my story, you point stealer. Please? <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, okay. It's my story, it's my creative genital names. I have to look up if anyone's ever had breast implants implanted into their back. I like, you know, I just thought about it. Maybe someone has. <laughs> <laughs> nothing yet. Nothing yet. I'll keep looking on this. I'll, yeah, I'll do the yeah, research. Yeah, please. Let us know. Back boobs. Oh, yeah. I'm running this show. Wait. Hang on. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I forgot. <laughs> All right. Great story. Great story, Bob. Uh, that I've never heard of that. That is fascinating. I'll give you um, for content. What was I judging this on? Points. I give, I know, I, I've given you a lot of points already, so you're at five. I'll give you one more just as a tip, but I gave you a lot there. So you're at six total. Do I have any for my two alliterations? No. Unless you can come up with three more right now and they're all good, you don't get anything. Uh, uh, flummox, flummox, flummoxed phallus. Uh, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah, okay. No. That's the timer. <laughs> you lose. Get out of here. Damn it. All right, let's hear. What do you got? The uh, the 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 saw killings. The uninspired name. Yeah, the yeah, something yeah. something killings. Who cares? Yeah, Bewildered balls. Uh, puzzled pee pee. No, it's too way late. Gone. It's too late. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah, wait. It's you, you go now. <sighs> All right. Well, we're gonna have to have a shift in tone because my story is not so much focused on uh, comedic or uh, 
horny terror. You call it his thing comedic? That was a very serious story rooted in Malaysian culture. There was a lot of laughter from us because we're immature. Unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. I'm not saying Bob's story in and of itself was funny. I'm saying it became funny. But this story, this is a true and personal story. This is my story. Mm, okay. So this is my presentation of the Milford Chainsaw Massacre. For those of you who don't know, Milford's the town where Mark and I went to school and grew up and stuff. So we're going to rewind time. I did uh, divide this into some acts. So I will call act one, the DV don't do that. The DV, what? I, I was trying to come up with like a Netflix and chill type pun for DVD. DV don't do that. DV don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. The DVDDT. Look, I can't write points with my left hand. I got to write it on my right hand. So try not to make me write too many points. But I don't think that's going to be a problem. Thank you. You didn't get a point there. That's I don't want to, you know, get mistaken. All right. Anyway, let's rewind time. This is going back to, I believe it was fall of 2004, right around Halloween. I was one year into a four-year relationship uh, with a girl I'm just going to call Rebecca or Becca for short. So rather than give out real names, let's we'll call her Becca. Becca. Naming people we actually graduated with. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley Madison. Wait, that's a different thing. Um, <laughs> isn't that the cheating website? Is yeah, it still it up? Oh god, I gotta look at that. <laughs> that is not something I have searched for. Believe it or not. Oh yeah, they they were like in some trouble, weren't they? Oh, it's Canadian. Uh, interesting. They had a big uh, leak in like 2015 or something. There's 60 million users. No way. That's a yikes. Oh my god, their tagline is literally "Life is short, have an affair." Oh yeah, you didn't know. That. No, I knew what it was. I've never looked at it before. God damn. Oh my. God. They don't hide what they're there for. Jesus Christ. Why? Just fucking why? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Becca is the name I'm gonna use. Not not that. And uh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. You're bringing it back. <laughs> all right. So uh, where do I start then? Um. All right. I guess here we go. The the plan for the evening. So Becca was coming over to hang out, and we were gonna watch a scary movie. My brother was going to a friend's house and the only other person that was going to be around was my mom. She usually hung out in her room and watched TV and stuff. So we were going to have like the family room to ourselves to watch a horror movie on the big screen. That was where our like our main TV was or whatever. It wasn't like an actual theater big screen, but for us, it was a big screen. So my brother had taken a scooter and rode over to a friend's house in the neighborhood. And Beck and I had an opportunity to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2003 adaptation. I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but it had just come out the year before. Uh, at the time I was collecting DVDs for some reason that I think I still have in a box somewhere, which have definitely grown in value over the years. So popped in the DVD and we got ready to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, I don't know if you guys all know this, everyone listening, whatever, but I am not actually a fan of being scared. I enjoy doing multiplayer horror games with you guys. Uh, I enjoy like group scared stuff like that. I enjoy watching like ghost hunting things with people and stuff. But like when it comes to like going into haunted houses or like, you know, even like the haunted corn maze where people wear masks and jump out and scare you or playing solo horror games. I hate that. I hate it so much. I do not have any fun being scared. So watching this was more of just like a let's suffer together and not something I was actually looking forward to enjoying because scary stuff like lingers with me for a while. But Beck and I were together, we were a year into a relationship, we were snuggled up on the couch, had popcorn, ready to watch this movie, and honestly, that's it. We watched the movie, no interruptions, nothing crazy happened, we just got to watch and enjoy it. Just had general stress and anxiety from watching the horror movie, and everything went swimmingly until my mom had a favor to ask. 
And that's when the night started to change. Okay. That seems normal so far. Have you guys seen the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Are you guys familiar with like how it all goes and everything? I mean, I could guess. I assume someone does a lot of killing with a chainsaw. I've never seen any of them. <laughs> you know, a lot of that. Yeah, so the story's about like Leatherface and like his weird family. It's like a creepy family of just weird, creepy people that are ultimately like uh, cannibals. And uh, like Leatherface wears literally people's faces as a mask, goes around with his chainsaw and massacres people, whatever have you. And then the family gets together and like, eats the people at dinner. Damn. So everyone in the movie that the main characters meet in this town are relatively creepy. They're just creepy mm -hmm. and unsettling people. Mm -hmm. So act two, a walk, a walk to, forget. A walk to forget. forget. I like that one. Thank you. I think that's good. I'm going to give you your first point for that. It's probably the only one I'm going to get because I think that was the best one. I like that one too. Well, it's not all about titles. It's about the content of the story. You well, know, we're going to, we're. it's going to get interesting. Like I said, this is all true. All right. So thus far, just the normal date night, uh, horror movie, whatever. But my mom came downstairs shortly after the movie was over and said it was getting late enough that my brother should be coming home. Probably like evening. There's still sunlight, but the sun's definitely on its way down. But she told me the name of the kid he was supposed to be hanging out with and asked Becca and I if we could go out and like try to find him. This is before any of us had cell phones. So we couldn't just like call him. We didn't know the kid's phone number, but we knew where he lived. And at this point, it was more common, like, okay, he's not come home. You just go over there and you go get him and tell him to come home. That was kind of the setup back then. So she asked if we could go find him and tell him to come home. And we're like, yeah, we thought it'd be kind of nice to get out of the house for a bit, have like an evening stroll away from the horror movie. So we headed out. And to describe the neighborhood layout real quick, there's a lot of different streets. Our street was toward the back of the neighborhood. Most of the streets ended in cul-de-sacs and the cul-de-sacs had trails that connected them. So where my brother was at, we could have taken the dark, creepy cul-de-sac path, which would have been a shortcut and saved us a lot of time and gotten almost right to where he was supposed to be hanging out. Or we could have gone around like three or four streets to get there, which was much more well lit, but a much longer walk. Which path do you think we chose? The shortcut or the long, well lit path? Long well lit. I'm gonna go with that. The dumb one. <laughs> Which one's the dumb one? The long one or the shortcut? The shortcut's the dumb one. Just decide. All right. So I preface this with the fact that I hate being scared, hate horror. I refuse to take the shortcut. We took the long path. We stayed on the well lit path. I did it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I did. got it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. That one's actually the dumb one. I changed my mind. <laughs> oh, d hey, you watch yourself. Hey, you watch yourself. That was a smart one. You might lose a point, bum. No, okay. You might not be wrong in this case, Bob. You might not be wrong. But no, I was not going to walk some scary-ass trail after watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We were not going into the woods at all. We were, nope, nope, screw that. So we walked down our street. Uh, we're chit-chatting about the movie or, you know, this or that, whatever topics were came up at the time. Turned on to the next street we needed to traverse. Everything was going well. There was ample light from the street lights, still a little bit of sunlight coming down, so the road was mostly well lit. Made it down the third street, got to my brother's friend's house again. Nothing interesting happening so far. Smooth, hassle-free walk. But we didn't see my brother's scooter in the driveway. So we knocked on the door. His friend's parents answered and they said, oh, no, they left a little while ago. And they thought that my brother and his friend were coming to our house. Hmm. Okay. Well, we didn't see him along the way. He definitely wasn't at our house. So where was my brother? So this is where some of the fear starts to creep in from, you know, just watching the horror movie. And then all of a sudden my brother's like, quote unquote, missing. But knowing my brother and like trying to let logic overtake emotion, I figured maybe they'd stopped at one of his other friends' houses on the neighborhood and they were hanging out there. But I was a bit worried. Becca and I were like, you know what? We're already out here walking around. Let's go ahead and check a couple more houses before we head all the way back home. Still refusing to take that shortcut. Neither of us again had cell phones. So we couldn't call him or, or my mom. It was just a matter of like walk back, walk to the friends' houses. So we decided to walk a few more friends' houses. So 
two of the possibilities were kind of on our path back home anyway. So we decided to check those two houses. So we turned and started retracing our steps back home. The first house, there were no lights on, no scooter in sight. It looked like no one was there. So we're like, eh, I don't think he's here. So we'll just pass on that one. We continue down the road. The sun is almost fully set at this point, but there's still a good amount of light from the street lights. And up ahead at an intersection between two streets, right under a street light, there's a lady walking what looked to be like a little kind of terrier or something. As we got closer, the lady was, you know, just standing there with her dog doing its business. She looked to be in her 40s or 50s, short reddish brown hair, but she was wearing what looked to be like a nightgown, which is a little weird. Not like a super flowy nightgown, but definitely not like a, I'm going to go outside on a long walk attire. The dog was well behaved. I honestly don't remember much about the dog as we passed by. I was more worried about finding my brother. I was thinking like maybe will, this lady might have seen him riding around on a scooter. So I walked up and I said, excuse me, ma'am. Have you seen a couple boys running around possibly on like scooters or bikes? She turned around, cocked her head to the side and like, do you know like when you say something to a dog and they like cock their head in a really like uncomfortable looking way, but it's really kind of cute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She did that, but it wasn't cute. It was unsettling the way she cocked her head and like looked at me and made eye contact. And her response was, hmm, in like an almost bemused tone of voice. And it just, it gave me chills. Again, this is probably all influenced by watching the horror movie, but she seemed like one of the characters right out of it. Just so unsettlingly creepy and the tone of voice i don't know sent chills down my spine at the time though it was okay i'll just repeat my question she probably didn't hear me i'm looking for my brother was curious if you'd seen a little boy on a scooter possibly with a friend or a couple friends in the same tone she goes a little boy yes i said that little boy is my brother and i'm trying to find him as he needs to go home as it's getting late little boy the little boy needs to go home so yeah, I'm freaking out. This is exactly <laughs> how she's talking. I mean, this is exactly how she's talking. I wish I could call up Becca and have her come confirm my story because this is something we've talked about for a long time after. Mm -hmm. So I have goosebumps. I've got goosebumps now talking about it, just remembering it. So I just, yes. If you see a little boy on a scooter, can you please tell him to go home? Yes. <clears throat> the little boy should go home. She answered. <laughs> oh, no. So she continues down the road. Again, we're at an intersection where Becca and I have to turn left to go to the next house and then head back to where I live. Instead of turning left, this lady kept going straight down another road. Uh, thank God she wasn't going the same way we were. So she kind of starts to disappear down that road. We go left and we are just looking at each other like, what the fuck was that? That was the most unsettling interaction I've ever had in my life. But this is not the scariest thing to happen on this walk. We have not yet reached. Can I just jump in and say, so when I watch movies and stuff, and I get that this was in like the age before cell phones, but even still, when I watch movies and things, I always balk at people who behave exactly the way you just behaved. This woman that you talked to was a stranger, right? Yeah. You were sent to retrieve your brother, which first of all, phones still existed. We didn't, ha we didn't have the friend's phone number. Sure. But like phone book, like I wasn't allowed to go hang out at friends' houses unless my parents could like call. Like it's a whole thing. But like phones existed, but fine. You were sent to retrieve your brother. You saw a stranger on the street in an area where your brother maybe had been. And you were just like, let me just ask this stranger if they've seen any small children around. <laughs> I would never do that. 
That's the kind of shit that a, a, a non-essential movie character does that doesn't make any goddamn sense. So No one acts like that. That's weird behavior. <laughs> I just want to point that out. It's bothering me. Uh, what do you have to say about that, Wade? It's weird behavior. Well, this is a neighborhood where, like, everyone gathers together. There's, like, a central basketball court pool area. There's a lot of, like, everyone knows everyone kind of vibe here. I mean, obviously, people come and go from the neighborhood. They move in and move out. But mostly, like, everyone is kind of aware of someone who knows someone. So ultimately, everyone in the neighborhood can kind of eventually find out who someone is. So this is not a neighborhood where, like, everyone's super to themselves and secretive. This is a very, like, everyone kind of interacts with each other, waves, makes small talk when they pass by, kind of friendly neighborhood. So it wasn't uncommon for people to approach you that you didn't know. There was just a lot of conversations with a lot of different people there. Yeah, it's a lot of justification for saying that you're weird. Probably, yeah. My grandparents lived in a neighborhood that was very similar, but ultimately, other than those two times, I, I don't know, I feel like the world's changed. Back on topic, back on topic. If I had a gavel, I'd be banging it right now. Get back to the climax. All right, all right. I will talk about the changing in the world and these great points. All right, act three. Abandon all hope. Abandon all hope. At this point, the sun's fully set, like I said, it's dark. There's some street lights, front porch lights that are on, sure, but it's otherwise dark outside. Becca and I are very disturbed by the strange interaction we just experienced, and the fact we hadn't found my brother yet was also adding more anxiety and fear on top of it. It felt like an eternity, but it couldn't have been more than a minute since our interaction with that lady before we heard a sound, a sound that is probably the legit closest I have ever been to pissing myself in fear. We were walking down the street, and all of a sudden, coming from just behind us. Beck and I had been holding hands, as you know, young couples do, they hold hands, whatever, side by side. We let go, and it was a sprint free for all. <laughs> Full sprint away. And I don't know that I've ever sprinted as hard. We skipped by the houses we thought my brother might be at. We turned left onto my street, started running. We looked over our shoulders and there coming right at us was my brother on his fucking gas powered scooter <laughs> that starts up like a goddamn chainsaw. Coming from a house we'd never seen him at before. Didn't even know he knew anyone that lived there. Turns out there was a kid he did know there. We didn't know that. So never even considered he might be there. How did he sneak up on you? What was he like stealthily rolling it through? <laughs> we had just passed by the house he was at. So whenever we passed by the house, I guess he was outside. Oh, so he ramped it out the front door or what did he do? There were cars in the driveway. So I think he was just behind one of the, I think we'd literally like, he was walking to the car as we passed it. He got behind it as we passed it. We just missed mm. each other. I gotcha. But yeah, he had started it up right after we passed it. But God almighty, I have no idea how to describe after that interaction with that lady, how scary hearing that noise right behind us was. So he was fine, realized it was late, decided to come home right then, right as we were, I mean, the odds of that happening in the time that it did, I don't know what they are. It has to be low, but yeah, he was fine. We got home. We all went home before we talked too much about all that though. I do want to make a couple more quick points. After that night, Beck and I never watched another scary movie together ever. That was the last one that we never, we just could not do it again after that. Obviously I've played some horror games and watched since, but like it was a long time before I was comfortable watching something scary. That legit scarred me. And to Bob's point about being weird approaching that stranger, never saw that lady again. I asked about her. We had kind of a neighborhood gossip who lived across the street who knew everyone and everyone's business. Talked to him about it and he was like, I don't know anyone that looks like that or has a dog like that. I tried for weeks to find out who this lady was 
nobody knew. I never was able to find out anything about her. And I swear to you, I've got chills and goosebumps right now thinking about it because she gave me a vibe that I don't think anyone's given me sense of just creepiness. And again, it's probably influenced by watching a scary movie, but just the whole interaction was so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. I don't know what it is about weird ladies wandering into neighborhoods, but I had a, not a scary situation, but I was walking and uh, this other lady was coming up the hill. I don't know her. Can't recognize anyone with a face mask, but she said, hello, good morning. And I said, hello, and nodded my head. And then she went, hello. And I went, uh, hi. And she just, she turns away and mutters, thank you. And then walks away. And I'm like, who the, what? What happened? Did you not? Like, it's just the strangest interaction with a random woman. That's weird. That is weird. I have a theory about your story, Wade. Okay. I am convinced in my own mind that this story is at least in part fever dream. Mm. You had fallen ill. You fell asleep watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Let's look at the mm. facts. One, you had a girlfriend. Not likely to be real. <laughs> it was a dream. <laughs> Two, I'm a married man. Creepy lady. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, it's funnier if you ignore that fact. Two, creepy lady in your neighborhood whose existence you couldn't confirm outside of your own mind. Three, perfectly timed, nonsensical way for your brother to come up from behind you, even though you would have just been walking past him and had to literally avert your gaze from a specific location for probably a couple solid minutes in order to not see him hear him talking to his friends, hear the tinkety-tink of this gas-powered scooter rolling down the driveway into position because those things are not silent even when they're off. None of it tracks. Unless it's a fever dream of a cough syrup-addled mind of a sick young man <laughs> wishing he could get a girlfriend and terrified of the movie he accidentally fell asleep watching. I will corroborate this evidence because if you note in Act 3, he said... You know, uh, my girlfriend and I were holding hands or whatever it is that, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend do. He didn't even know. He didn't even know. <laughs> she let me lick her face or whatever making out is. I don't know. I don't remember saying that particular quote. I wanted like a replay of that. Let's play it back, editor. Play it back. <laughs> Beck and I had been holding hands as, you know, young couples do. They hold hands, whatever, side by side. There it is. All right. Clear as <laughs> <That> day. <laughs> Undisputable right there. That's weird. I didn't find it. That's, that's strange how we have different recollections All here. right. Well, I was going to award Wade two more points for the telling of the story. It was a good climax, but now I'm actually going to not give those and deduct his only other point, leaving it at a whopping zero it was good but man you know only bob can make up stories that was a true it's true if you're gonna come up with fictional stories you need to go no detail or better detail this was a traumatic event in my life and you guys sure. are trying yeah. to take this away yeah. from me okay all right what does this lady look like if you can explain what she looked like you know maybe we could again probably 40s you can't even 50s, explain what she, she looks like pretty pale white skin a little bit of like not tons of freckles, but some freckles on like her nose and cheeks. It was like, a, again, like a reddish brown hair short. Um, God, uh, th th I'm trying to figure out how to describe the nightgown. It was just like a white nightgown. It was not just pajamas, but it wasn't like a super flowy, like crazy nightgown, but it was definitely something you don't wear outside. She probably stood, I don't know, man, like five foot three, five foot four. She had like a little brown terrier dog. I can't remember the color of the leash. I'm not even going to try to do that. I remember walking up. I remember seeing the dog just like sniffing around the stop sign. But she just turned around and immediately it was like she had never talked to a person before. Important points mm. of information. 
how big were her cans and were they on her back? Because <laughs> I might have a solution to this. No, no cans on the back that I could tell. I wouldn't describe her as having large breasts at all. I would say they, they were, were on like, her back. Okay. okay. Probably like a cup. Wow. You are weirdly specific with bad. all of the measurements of this person. Hey, you're just inventing details now. Too specific. I'm guessing because you're asking me specifics from something that happened 20 years uh -huh. ago. Wow, uh -huh. you were too specific. That was the problem. Five foot three or four, 40s or 50s, <laughs> short red brown hair. Well, she was around my mom's height. I would guess Wasn't she was it at around night? my mom's height. Wasn't it at night? How would you have seen all that doesn't hold up? Points well, the stop good. sign was oh. literally under one of the street lights. So it was a well Your Honor, air. the witness normally wears glasses, and the evidence shows on this evening he was indeed not mm. wearing his prescription uh, glasses. I will accept. How do I accept this as judge? I had contact lenses at this point. Thank you. I started wearing contacts between eighth and ninth grade. This was prosecution tenth grade. has no, no evidence, evidence submitted. No evidence. Uh, the contacts were ever in place. Yeah, we're, I call for a mistrial. Mistrial declared. Winked and bamboozled by this charade. When I told a legit story, if you can come up with five excellent alliterations, <laughs> I will give you the win for today. But it has to be within the next twenty seconds. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, 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 mm, uh titty tilters touch tips. Uh, lively listeners love libations. That's two. Uh, uh creamy cocks in my Crocs. Three. Uh, dumb dummies don't dig distractible. <laughs> Uh, 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 Wade winning was inevitable. <laughs> That's five. Is that, that was four. Was that five? That, no. Yeah, that was five, but I don't know if that last one counts. I don't know about inevitable. Oh, I mean. No. Wade was winning anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. I, I, okay. No, no, I guess no. if the fifth one was a half and that one you just did was another, I, you know. What? No. I no, guess, no. I no, said, no, no, no. I kind of said, I kind of said if he could do five. That was offhanded bullshit. What do you know? <laughs> what do you mean? That was art. Uh, I mean, I'm a man of my word, <laughs> I guess. What? <laughs> I'm impressed. It made me laugh. Hey, it made me laugh. I made you laugh the whole time. That's, it's the minimum qualification <laughs> to get on my side is making me laugh. You remember when I was talking, I made you laugh. Yeah, yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, the ghost, granny milk. Yeah, the ghost thing. Yeah, That was too long ago. <laughs> what have you done for him lately, Bob? We didn't even need to talk. I won you know, by my, default my, after I was my, finished talking. But my biggest, like, my biggest uh, uh, procrastinate criticism of Wade was that, like, I thought he might have been making things up, but his ability to make things up is pretty good. So, you know, I can't fault him for his true nature. Wade, you are officially the winner. I don't even remember what the points are, but I'm just going to assign you all of Bob's points are now yours. I had way more points, just to be clear. I know. Yeah, I had yeah, a lot more points. Now, now you, he has all of your points. I'd like to start by thanking Mark for being one of the best hosts we've ever Shut seen. Up. Shut up. Uh, shut up. Thank shut you. Up. Bob shut for being a gracious shut up. Shut up. loser. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. And myself for being one of the most creative influences on the planet. That's not even true. Hey, mine was way better. <laughs> Congratulations to this Wade. Bullshit. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this week of Distractable. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to all of you at home. Be sure to like, follow, whatever, this podcast, wherever you're listening to. So you're Yeah, great. Good. Yeah, make sure you follow. <laughs> cool. Good. Yeah, it's a great podcast. The next episode, we'll have Wade hosting because oh, he won. Cool. And then the winner oh, yeah. of that one 
we'll be moving on to host the next episode. Thank you, Bob. You can find Bob on Facebook at MySkirm. Uh, he streams there. And then Wade on YouTube and uh, Twitch with Minion777 and Lord Minion 777 My name is Mark. You can find me wherever. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Podcast out. <laughs>